This sermon is titled Honor to Serve. Be enriched as you listen. We had several testimonies and I'm just going to uh, several testimonies come in this past week. I'm just going to quickly uh, mention some of these. Uh, there was a couple uh, who they'd gone, I think, uh, over a month back. They'd gone to the doctor. They were expecting a baby and uh, and uh, things were, you know, that particular report, which was over, over a month ago, didn't go too well. It's very anxious about, you know, what would happen. And uh, of course, prayed, and then they went back. Uh, they were supposed to take some supplements and for whatever reason, some problems, that they couldn't actually get it. So they were unable to take whatever they were supposed to take. And, uh, but anyway, they went back a month later and everything was fine with the baby. So just thank God for it. Thank God that, you know, uh, God has done that. Another testimony about healing from back. Uh, this person wrote, uh, back pain has always been part of my health condition for many years and long working hours. Uh, she came forward for prayer on that altar call and she says, uh, thank Jesus, thank you Jesus for your healing touch. I am free from back pain completely. Praise God for that. There's another testimony from uh, another couple. Uh, this, uh, there are about two workplace-related testimonies. Uh, this person, uh, of course, it's a lengthy email with lots of details, but uh, the essence of it is uh, he was just thanking God, uh, especially for the last two years, how God has helped him in his career journey, uh, and uh, for all the amazing things God has blessed him, uh, both him and his wife, uh, during, uh, in spite of you know, all the challenges of the pandemic, he's seen God's good hand on his life uh, and, and seen increase and uh, just, just wonderful. A lot of details and just thank God for that. Uh, here's another testimony from uh, this young person, young lady. She, she started uh, working as a dentist in a, a super specialty dentist hospital. And uh, the rule was when you join in, they said you will not be paid for the first two months. And uh, I don't know, it's a strange rule, but it's a rule. So, uh, but she prayed. She said, God, I want to get my salary uh, on the, uh, at least for the second month, I must get it. And when she spoke to you know, her uh, other friends, they said, no, this, this never happens. You will not. Uh, but she prayed. And uh, during the service, you know, last Sunday, she said, Lord, uh, this is, you know, she, I mean, she, she heard the word. She took a hold of the scriptures that were ministered to last Sunday. Uh, she declared she will receive. Then she went back uh, the next day. That's Monday, this past Monday. She went back and she received her salary. <laughs> Thank God for that. Amen. And uh, that itself was a testimony to all her other peers uh, because that never happens there in that hospital. And so it was a testimony. So, yeah, thank God for all these testimonies, um, uh, and I am skipping a couple there, uh, but thank God, you know, for different situations, different uh, things that are happening. Uh, it's always wonderful to see God work in the lives of His people. Amen? Now, I just want us to join in prayer for something. You know, last Sunday, towards the end of the service, we mentioned, uh, you know, this person called Shalini, headmistress, and so on, and nobody responded here in the auditorium, uh, but then... Uh, we went out, uh, we had lunch, got home, and then I checked my phone. And then uh, on the phone, there was a message. There was somebody watching online. Her aunt uh, was Shalini. Uh, she sent me a photo of her in a purple sari. Uh, she had been a headmistress, but at the, right now she's paralyzed. She's, uh, she's 
paralyzed in, 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 in bed. And so uh, I did call and I prayed, but I want us to pray together. Can we do that? Yeah, just extend collective faith for this person and, um, and, uh, and just believe God that God will raise her up out of her bed. I don't know if they're watching right now. Uh, maybe they are, but uh, we can pray for this person. We know her name. Uh, and uh, at this moment, she's paralyzed, uh, bedridden. But in the Bible, in the Gospels, we see Jesus. He went and told people, rise, take up your bed and walk. Amen? Now, we read that in the Gospels, but has the G- is the Jesus of the... Let me put it like this. Is Jesus of today different from the Jesus of the Gospels? Let me hear, the, hear your response again. <laughs> is Jesus of today different from the Jesus of the Gospels? He's still the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. He just needs us to believe. Just like in Bible times, people came to him in faith. Uh, they came to him on behalf of other people. Right? You remember the Roman centurion. He came to Jesus on behalf of his servant who was at home. Uh, the Canaanite woman came to Jesus on behalf of her daughter who was at home. The nobleman came to Jesus on behalf of his son who was at home. In all these cases, and I'm sure there are many more, people got healed. Somebody went to Jesus on behalf of somebody else. Right? So can we do that today? Uh, just her name is Salni. She's, she was a headmistress. At this moment, she's bedridden. But we will go to the Lord on behalf of her and let the Lord raise her up out of her bed. Can we all do that? I'm just going to lead in prayer, but I want you to agree with it. Jesus, be Jesus today. Amen? Let's do that. Simple prayer. Lord, um, we pray for this person. You know exactly where she is. Uh, Father, we don't know all the details. Why she's been struck with illness and on her bed. But today we collectively speak to her in the name of Jesus. We command wholeness to her from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. Let the healing power of God flow through her, making her whole. And in Jesus' name, let her be raised up whole out of her beds. In the name of Jesus Christ, shall any be made whole and be raised up out of your bed. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 We look forward to a good report from there. Amen. If you have your Bibles, please, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. We'll spend our time today in the first 10 verses. Hebrews chapter 5. Verses 1 to 10. The title of the message this morning is Honored to Serve. Honored to Serve. So why don't we just raise your hand up to say to the Lord and say, Lord, I am honored to serve. Tell him, Lord, I am honored to serve. Amen. Let's read Hebrews chapter 5, verses 1 to 10, please. Now, as we read this, there are certain words that we have highlighted. So I think in the text that comes up on the screen, it will be capitalized. Uh, If you would like to, in your Bible, you can underline it or highlight it, or if it's on your mobile device, 
you can highlight it there as well. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. Verse 1. For every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray, since he himself is also subject to weaknesses. Because of this, he is required as for the people, so also for himself, to offer sacrifices for sins. And no man takes this honor to himself, but he who is called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest, but it was he who said to him, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Also he says in another place, You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him, was, to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him, called by God as high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. We will pause there. You know, sometimes when you're reading Scripture, certain things just stand out uh, from that passage. And so, sometime back, I was reading this passage in Hebrews, and things just stood out. And what really stood out for me was the fact that there was a process that God the Father took Jesus through in order to make him, or in order for him to become our great high priest. So for Jesus to be our great high priest, and today Jesus is our great high priest. He's in the presence of the Father. The Bible says he, uh, is, uh, uh, he he's touched by the feelings of our infirmities, our weaknesses, touch him. Isn't that something good to know? That whatever, you know, our, prop, our challenges, our weaknesses, he feels it. And out of that, he represents us before the Father. He lives to make intercession for us, the scriptures tell us. And he is this great high priest who is perfect, who is undefiled, who is exalted above the heavens. Now for Jesus to become that high priest, there was a process that he had to go through. Now this passage in Hebrews 5, verses 1 to 10, is contrasting two priesthoods. One is the Aaronic priesthood, or the priesthood under Aaron in the Old Testament. And the other one is the priesthood under Jesus Christ. Jesus is the great high priest. And what is interesting in New Testament scripture is that all of us as believers are kings and priests unto God. We read this in Revelation chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. If you would uh, turn there, Revelation chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. And then we'll come back to Hebrews 5 just to continue uh, with our observations there in Hebrews 
chapter 5. But in Revelation 1, 5, and 6, it tells us, And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So Jesus has washed us in his own blood, and what has he done? He's made us kings and priests to God, his Father. So everybody, raise your hand up and say, I'm a king. All right, say it like you mean it. I'm a king and a priest unto God, my Father. So Jesus washed us in his blood, and he's made us kings and priests unto God. Okay, this camera. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Malky. It's like I have to pose for the camera. No, it's just okay. Do what you have to do. All right, I'll ignore you. But, uh, okay, get back to this. So, Jesus is the great high priest. You and I are priests under his priesthood. Just like in the Old Testament, there was a high priest and there were other priests who served in the tabernacle or in the temple. So you and I are priests unto God. Now what stood out in this passage when I was reading it is God the Father took Jesus through a process in order for him to qualify to become of a great high priest. It wasn't something just handed to him and saying, look, you're a great high priest now. No, he had to go through something in order to be the great high priest. And then drawing from that, I began to understand that if God the Father would take Jesus through this process in order for him to be our great high priest, then it only is right to say that he would take you and me through a similar process for us to fulfill our role as priests unto God. Are you with me? So that's what we want to look at. Now, I want to extend that or extrapolate that and say this, that not only do each of us have this role as a priest unto God, but each one of us sitting here has other roles put upon our lives by God. When I say roles, you can use the word ministry or calling or assignment, whatever language you wish to use, it's okay. But God has placed certain things on your life, one of which is a priestly role, which uh, comes out of this passage in Revelation 1 and verse 6, that you are a priest unto God. That's a role. That's a function. It's a ministry, a calling that God has placed on your life and mine. But not only that, but there are other things. Each one of us sitting here has a call on our lives. And God will take us through a process to enable us, to qualify us, to fulfill that call. And that's what I want us to observe this morning. And then we will get into a time where we respond to that, uh, that journey that God is calling each one of us to make. So, as the first thing I just want to highlight before we get into understanding the process is in verse 4. So if you'll go with me to Hebrews 5 and verse 4, it says this, And no man 
takes this honor to himself. Now, the context, of course, is talking about the priesthood. And what the writer of Hebrews is saying is, nobody takes this honor to himself. You can't just call yourself a priest. Have a you know, Facebook page, Priest Jones. <laughs> Instagram channel, Priest Jones, follow me. <laughs> no, take this honor for you. You can't do that. No man takes this honor for himself. I want you to understand. It is God who has honored you and me by calling us to be priests. It's an honor God has placed on your life. It's not a light thing. And God has actually honored you by not only placing this call to be a priest, but he has placed on your life, like we said, other things. Other calls or graces, roles and functions. He's actually honored you. No man can take this honor to himself. You can't just decide, oh, I have this. No, the call, what God has placed on you is really an honor he has bestowed on your life. So don't take that lightly. You have been honored to serve. Amen? You've been honored to serve as a priest. You've been honored to serve maybe as a businessman, maybe as a school teacher, maybe as a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer, or whatever your profession is, whatever God has orchestrated for you in your life. It's an honor. Don't take it lightly. You've been honored by God to serve Him in that calling, in that place. You know, we can look at the analogy of somebody who serves in the armed forces, whether it's the Air Force or the Army or the Navy. Every citizen is welcome, but not every citizen has that honor. Because first of all, you've got to enlist, you've got to respond to that. You go through certain training and preparation. Then finally, you do get to wear that official, you know, uniform. And it's an honor to wear that. Or think about certain professors, like the doctor. You know, they have their white jacket, and typically white jacket and a stethoscope. It's an honor to have that. Well, it's, it's, it's available to everyone. Not everyone can do it, because you, you've got to go through a preparation before you can actually wear that and go around saying, I'm a doctor. It's an honor to be in that and to serve people in that profession. That's just in the natural. But in the spiritual, God has honored you. First, by making you a priest unto God. But in addition to that, each one sitting here has a call has certain roles and functions that God has for your life, for His kingdom, and you've been honored by God to serve Him in that capacity or in those functions. Now, as priests, just very briefly, as priests, we represent people to God, and we represent God before people. So when we prayed together for Shalini, we were fulfilling our priestly role. We were taking somebody here to God. 
Is that right? You are fulfilling that. It's an honor to do that. And then you represent people, represent God to people. You bring his word, you bring his counsel, you bring his teaching. Each one of us are called to be priests. Now, while we are honored to serve, there is a process that's involved. And that's what we want to look at. Once again, if you think about the armed forces, you know, there is the entry level. You're a cadet, cadet officer. You start off that way. Uh, before you can go to the next level of lieutenant, you've got to go through a process. You know, I don't know what the duration of the training is, but you've got to go through that training before you can be called a lieutenant. And then, you want to go up to the next level. And each, each one of these things, uh, these ranks, uh, 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 is a place of honor. If you want to go on to be a captain, you've got to go through a training. And then from there, you want to go on to be a major. You've got to go through a training. Each one of these, whether you're a cadet officer or you're a captain or you're a major, it's an honor to serve. But the ranks are different. The training, the equipping, uh, the sacrifice, the, the, uh, what's gone into it to be at those different ranks is different. Some, they've, they've gone through a lot more to be at a higher rank and to be at a higher level. Uh, there's a higher responsibility and a higher place of influence. So it's this process that we want to look at today. Now. Just to give us an outline, I see five stages or five phases in this passage in Hebrews 5, verses 1 through 10. And we just highlight them first and then we look at each one closely. Number one, we are chosen or selected by God. Secondly, we are called or invited by God. And we will look at all of this in, in this passage. Thirdly, we are appointed or we are signed by God. Fourthly, we are trained or equipped by God. And fifth, we are matured or perfected by God. And Jesus went through this entire sequence. And you and I will go through this entire sequence. And God is at work right now in your life, taking you through this. And so it's good to understand how God works in us so that we understand how he will work through us. It's good to understand the process of how he's at work in us. So number one, chosen. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 1. For every high priest taken from among men. Hebrews 5, 1. Every high priest is what? He's taken from among men. So taken from among men. He's selected from among men. He's chosen from the rest of the people. So you are chosen. Now, to be chosen by God doesn't mean God loves you more than somebody else. No, God is fair. He's, no, he's not partial. The invitation is available for every person. 
He calls everyone. But to those who say yes to the call, they become the chosen. But because you and I have said yes to him, and we have become the chosen, then that means we are now that selected person. We are those whom God has taken from among people to himself for a purpose. So you need to understand that you are a chosen person. It means you've been taken from among people for a purpose. What does it imply? It implies that you and I can no longer live like the others. The soldier, the person enlisted in the army, no longer lives just like the civilian. There is a difference. He's been taken out into that. You've been chosen. You've been taken out from among men for whatever God has called you to, for his appointment, for his assignment on your life. And therefore, you have to live differently. You're a chosen person. Do we understand that? So the way we order our lives, the way you order your life as you go through life's journey is going to be different. Why? Because you've been taken out from among men. You've been called by God. You've been chosen by God for a purpose. The second thing we see here in this passage is called. So not only are we chosen, but we are also called. And we see this this word used twice in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 4, and also in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 10. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 4, it says, And no man takes this honor to himself, but he who was called by God, just as Aaron was. So as a priest, nobody could just say, I'll be a priest. No. You've got to be called by God. You're chosen. You're taken from among people but you're also called by God. God invites you. It's very interesting that word called is used again in verse 10. It says, he's called by God, and high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. So verse 4, called by God. Verse 10, called by God. But in the Greek, there are two different words used which are translated called. In Hebrews 5.4, the Greek word for called means an invitation. In verse 10, Hebrews 5.10, the Greek word for called means a declaration, an announcement, a recognition that this person is now in this rank or in this place. You are called by God as an high priest. So you can think of it, a cadet officer, he's at the entry level, he goes to the training, he becomes a captain, and then he's called a captain. That's Hebrews 5.10. Why? He's gone through the process, now he's declared to be or recognized as a captain. Are you understanding? So the call of God is an invitation to go through this process so that you can then be called as such and such. You're declared to be that kind of a person. But you've got to go through the process. So we are chosen by God. We're taken out from among men. 
and we are called by God, we're invited into this journey he wants us to make. Do you understand that? Yes or no? Let me hear a louder yes or a louder no. (laughs) Okay. So you're called by God. You've been invited by God. When you said yes, you entered into this journey. And God's going to take you from this invitation, from saying yes to this invitation, to taking you to this place where he can then call you and declare you to be, you know, whatever he's called you to. In this particular case, the context is that Jesus would be called the great high priest. In your case, it may be God's calling you. You will be called. You will declare to be, you know, a a professional that is glorifying God in the workplace. Uh, You'll be called as a businessman, glorifying God in the workplace. You'll be called whatever God has, you know, appointed you for. But he's going to take you from that journey, from that invitation to that place of declaration. But you've said yes. Are you with me? The third thing we see here in this passage is appointed. This is in, again in verse 1. For every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Now, the context is, of course, in high priest, but I'm highlighting the word appointed. That is, you're assigned by God. So you're chosen, you're called, you've entered into this process, and then God says, I'm appointing you. Every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men. So God has appointed you or assigned you for men in things pertaining to God. That means God is saying, now I've got you, got you an assignment. It's to serve men, but it is to bring me, that is God, to bring God to, to them in things pertaining to God. So understand this, that you have an assignment. You've been appointed by God to serve men. This is an honor. And part of this honor to serve God, He's appointed you. That means He's assigned you to something on earth. To serve people in some way, whatever way He may have called you and assigned for your life, that you're serving people But it says, in things pertaining to God, that means there is a God connection in your appointment, in your assignment. In whatever you are doing here on earth, God wants to be involved. It's not outside of God. Whatever you're doing, maybe a student, a professional, uh, working in a certain industry, whatever God's appointed for your life, there's a God connection. You're bringing God to people, and you're also going to take people to God. So let's say this together. I'm chosen by God. I'm called by God. 
and I'm appointed by God. Right? You have been appointed by God for men to serve people in things that pertain to God. If people in your school or in your college or in your place of work or wherever you, know, you, you interact, whatever you're doing, they're going to see God through you. God's appointed you. He's assigned you over there so that you can serve people in things pertaining to God. And so, don't take your assignment lightly. You've been honored to serve God in this way. In that place where God has assigned you, He wants you to be faithful. He wants you to be diligent. He wants you to be excellent. Are you with me? See yourself. You know, when you go to your place of work, when you go to your, for those of you who are students, when you go to your school or your classroom, or you go engaging with students, see yourself. Like, I'm assigned by God here for now. This is God's assignment for me. I'm here. And I want to do well. I want to represent God through my work among these people. God's assigned it for me. It's honor. It's my honor to serve God in this place. Number four. We are trained or equipped by God. We see this in verse 8. Hebrews 5, 8. Though he was a son... Yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. So it's talking about Jesus. Jesus went through this process. And part of that was a learning. Can you imagine? The one who was the eternal word. Who had become the son of God. The incarnate word. And through his journey on earth, he was actually learning. He learned obedience to the things that he suffered. That word learning implies two things. So you look at it in the Greek. And it means to gain knowledge, but also to learn by experience. And so Jesus, in his earthly life, was gaining knowledge and experience. He learned obedience by the things he suffered. So if you and I went to Jesus during his earthly life and said, Jesus, what is happening as you are journeying through life? What's going on? He would say, I'm learning. So, what are you learning? I'm learning what it is to be human. Because if you study Hebrews, and especially if you look, at, look back in Hebrews chapter 2, the writer of Hebrews brings this out, that the one who created all things, the one who upholds all things by his power, he became like us so that he would 
learn what it means to be one of us so that he could become this great high priest to represent us. That's why in Hebrews you find he's called our great high priest who is touched by the feelings of our infirmities, by our weaknesses. He's touched by those feelings. Why? Because he's felt them. He learned those feelings, meaning he walked through it. He actually experienced it. He has first-hand experience of first-hand knowledge of what you feel. And that's why he's qualified to be of a great high priest. So we have today a great high priest who's passed through the heavens. The Bible says he's exalted and there's no high priest like him. He's undefiled. He's pure. He's blameless. But yet he's somebody who has experienced what you and I experience today. And so he's touched by those things. But it was not easy for him. He had to Live on the earth as you and I would live. He had to be clothed with humanity. He had to go through it. And he learned. He suffered. It was not easy to be wrapped in humanity, to live in a world like this. But he had to go through that in order to become that great high priest. So... If Jesus had to learn, that is, he had to be trained like this, my thought is, how about you and me? God would also take us through that training process. There was no shortcut for Jesus, no shortcut for you and me when it comes to being trained. Are you listening? Yes or no? So, even as God chose you, called you, assigned you, He is also training you. He's preparing you. He's equipping you. And part of this training, like how we train Jesus, is to give us life experiences where we we can know what what others feel, what they're going through. So that we could be priests, represent them before God, and represent God to them. He he, he gives us the opportunity to step into people's lives, to journey with them through their suffering or their hardship or their challenge. So that we could be a priest of God to them in that situation. So don't run away from those, I just call it opportunities, when God invites you and me to step into people's lives. Because only when you are touched by their feelings can you and I represent them before the throne of God. Are you understanding that? So step in. Don't run away from it. Step into it. Just like what Jesus did. It's part of our training that qualifies us as priests to God. 
God, of course, trains us through his word, through his spirit, through our interaction with other believers. All of that is valuable. And lastly, what we see in this process that Jesus went through, Hebrews 5 verse 9, it says, And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. So that word perfected just stood out. That means he's matured. He's brought to this place where the training has achieved its intended purpose. He's now that accomplished, fully qualified, well-trained person, having been perfected. Think about it. Jesus had to be perfected. He didn't step in day one and said, Father, I'm all right, qualified. No. He lived this entire life. This, I mean, this 33 years he lived. He, through that, he had to be perfected. Brought to the stage where training has accomplished its intended purpose. You are now thoroughly equipped. Jesus said this in Luke, the sixth chapter, in the 40th verse. Luke chapter 6 and verse 40. If you would turn with me in your Bibles, please. Luke chapter 6 and verse 40. He said, A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. A disciple it's not about his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will become like his teacher. So, we are disciples. He's our teacher. We are priests. He's the great high priest. We're not greater than him. If he went through the training, you and I will go through the training. And everyone who is perfectly trained will be like the teacher. That means you go through the training. You go through what God is working in your life. You go through the, uh, the equipping and the learning that God wants to bring into your life. You go through it so that you can be like the teacher. Don't skip the training. Don't try to circumvent it. Don't try to escape it. But you go through the training so that you and I can be like our teacher. So, what are we saying today? Worship team, please come. What are we saying today? We are saying that God has honored each one of us by giving us an opportunity to serve Him. It's an honor to serve God. Amen? By default, all of us are priests unto God. That means we represent people to God and we bring God to people. Everybody, each one of us has that role. You are a priest. And in addition to that, God also has specific callings that he has honored each one of us. Wherever God has placed you, you've been honored by God to serve him in that place, with that role, with that, you know, you could use the word ministry or role or function or whatever. It's, it's, but God has honored you to serve him in. But 
You must understand the process, and that's what we focused on today, the process. We are chosen by God, which means we have to live differently. We can't live like any civilian or any other person. We're called by God. But the call is actually an invitation into a journey when He can finally declare us to be fully equipped, fully trained, ready for the assignment. The call also involves an appointment. You're appointed by God for something. See what you do in your life as God's appointment for you. It's not, I just make money. Well, I know money is needed. We all need to earn. That's important. But in the process of making money, see God's appointment on your life. And you're appointed by God to serve men in things pertaining to God. That means there's a divine connection in your appointment. And in this journey, God will train you and equip you. So be willing to learn. Be willing to grow spiritually, emotionally, every way. Be willing. Part of that training is entering into other people's experiences so that you can be touched by what they're going through, just like what Jesus did for us. So that you can represent them before God. And eventually God wants to bring us to this place where we are matured and God says, you are ready for what you're doing. You are thoroughly equipped to go the rest of the journey and to function, to do that role until your last day here on earth. This morning, what I want to invite us to do is to move from being just a believer To being somebody who says, I know I'm serving God. You see, as believers, you can come and attend church, be part of a church, attend church, come and go. But that's not the Christian life. The Christian life is that each one of us has a purpose given to us by God. We are living life for a heavenly purpose. So I'm not just a church attender. I'm a person, or you, we are people who recognize that we've been honored by God to serve God here on earth. In whatever He's given to us, we are honored by God to serve Him. I know some of us have already made that shift from being a believer to recognizing we are actually serving God. We are honored to serve God. We are ministers of God. But if you haven't, this morning, I want to invite you to do that. If you have, then I want to encourage you to say, yes, God, I understand I'm here on a heavenly mission. 
I'm serving you. My life is yours. I'm honored to serve you. I want to continue in my journey so that you can declare me. You can declare, you can recognize, and you can announce that I've been fully matured and I'm ready to do the things you've called me to do. So let's take some time to pray. And you pray and say, God, my life, I'm not just a believer. I'm not just somebody who's saved and going to heaven, but I want to be somebody who's serving God. I want to be a person on a mission, a man or a woman on assignment from heaven. That's how I want to live my life. Let's all pray. Take your time. Just pray. Remain seated, please. And just pray in your own heart, in your own way. I want to be a person on an assignment. Father, I pray that throughout this auditorium, God, where people are looking to you, people online as they pray, God, that there will be a heavenly call being awakened in every person. That we will know that we have been taken from among men and appointed for men in things pertaining to God. We are here on a mission given to us by God. Every person. Every person. And may we live life with that sense of divine assignment. May we journey through life with that sense but that knowing that God is training, God is preparing, God is shaping, forming, and working in me, maturing me, so that everything is a sign for my life can be fulfilled. May we live with that sense, oh God. And even today, Father, I pray that there will be people who will recognize a heavenly call. They'll recognize that life is more than just pursuing temporal things, but there's something of eternity in what we're doing. May students find meaning and find purpose, God, in their studies, in their academics, that it is actually designed serving a, to serve a higher purpose. May professionals see a divine assignment in where they are placed, in the people they engage with, in, in the work they do. May homemakers see that through the mundane, 
there is the divine. May their eyes be opened to opportunities all around them. When they care where they can serve people in things pertaining to God. Because every person here, every believer, is a priest. And Father, we ask for the grace, the anointing, the empowering of your Holy Spirit to flow through every person. That the works of God take place through every person. Let the words of God flow through every person. We thank you, O Lord. We praise you, God. We honor you. Thank you. And Father, even this morning, as people may have come here with needs and with burdens, with pains, with anxieties. We ask that you will meet people at their point of need. We ask that you will heal those who need healing, deliver those who need to be delivered. Meet the needs of your people in this place, those watching online. Meet their needs, we pray, Father. That Jesus touch, heal, deliver, even in this place. We thank you, God. We're going to rise to our feet. We're going to sing and declare that our God is a healer. And as we just declare him as our healer, I want to encourage you this morning just to Believe God. Say, God, if you're here this morning, you've come in expecting, desiring the Lord Jesus to touch your life in a, in a way, whether it's a healing in your body, your mind, or you brought somebody in who's not well, and you say, Lord, we believe that you would heal, you would deliver. As we sing this song and we look to Jesus, I want you to expect him to touch you. And then we're going to pray and let the Lord minister to people, minister to people's needs, and uh, just, you know, respond to His response to our needs. Let's go ahead. You hold my every moment. You calm my raging sea. You walk with me through fire And heal all my disease I trust in you I trust in you You're my poor 
shine I believe you're more than enough for me Jesus you're all I need you hold my every Pray first of all, um, 
if a parent or parents, uh, you brought your child, your child or children here for prayer. I mean, you, you came in this morning, you know, and your child or children have, child has a need. Maybe there's a healing that your child needs. Uh, and parents who came with that intention this morning or your child has a need, can you lift your hand up? You just want to pray. Is there any parent here? You brought your child with that need or with the need. Maybe the child was born with some problems or has some problems and you want to pray for that. Anybody here? Uh, if you just can come forward, parents with children who brought them for prayer, you want to bring them forward? not to embarrass you but if you can just bring the child or children forward for prayer anyone who came with that desire said lord we want prayer for our child or children just come just we're going to pray for children parents who brought the child for prayer right okay so anyone else here yeah, thank you Ron. anyone else here yeah, just come forward we're going to pray um and just let the Lord minister. Don't feel ashamed. It's not embarrassing. Uh, but the Lord wants to do a work. Anyone else? Just going to wait a couple of minutes and pray. You brought a child. You brought a child. You brought a... You want your child to be prayed for, ministered to. Anyone else? Okay. For those of you watching online, just join us where you are. If you're a parent and you say, God, I need you to touch my child. Whatever that is, whatever area of need is, that's okay. Um, we're just going to take a few minutes to pray and then we will pray for other needs. But I want all of you just stretch out, just stretch out your hands to the front, right? Whoever is going to come here, we're going to pray for. I want you to just be in prayer. We, uh, you may not know the need, even I don't know, but we will just take a moment to pray. And uh, anyone else, just please come on forward very quick. We're going to pray and then we'll transition to some other. I believe 
You're my healer. I believe you are all I need. I believe you're my portion. I believe you're more than enough for me. Jesus, you're all I need. I believe you're my healer. I believe you are all I need. I believe you're my portion. I believe you're more than enough for me. Jesus, you're all I Jesus, you're all I need. Jesus, you're all I need. Amen. Amen. We look forward to those testimonies. Amen. Amen. Let's take a moment just to pray. I want you to just believe God with me. Lay your hand on that part of your body. You want Jesus to heal. Just lay your hand wherever you need Jesus to heal you. We're going to pray a simple prayer from here. And you believe that the Lord Jesus touches you right where you are. Those of you watching online, just believe that the Lord Jesus touches you. The Jesus of the Bible is the Jesus of today. He hasn't changed. His name is great. His power is great. His spirit is at work. Every sickness and every disease bows before the name of Jesus. He said, in my name, you will cast out demons. He said, in my name, you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. He said, the works he did, we will do and even greater works because he's gone to the Father and he's touching every life, even now, right now. So just lay your hands on on the part of your body and just receive your healing. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we command healing to take place. We command the sick to be healed right now in the name of Jesus. We command healing even in the throat area for whatever infection there. Let there be healing. And if you're wise, you haven't been able to speak in the name of Jesus. Let that be healing there, right there in your throat area. Begin to release. Let your voice be released in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord God, we pray for those who've had injuries in their body, uh, injuries happen to them uh, that have uh, therefore just affected their mobility, affected their functions. God, in the name of Jesus, reverse, reverse the impact, the effect of these injuries in their bodies. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let there be complete healing. We thank you, God. We thank you. In the name of Jesus, we also take authority over every spirit of infirmity, I take authority over you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. And your evil works right here. We break it in Jesus' name. We destroy 
every yoke of sickness, disease caused by demonic spirits. We expel those spirits in the name of Jesus and let there be complete release, complete release for people right now. And Lord, we thank you for your healing, for your deliverance, for your work. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. And I want you to just go ahead and check your body. Check and see if you, couldn't, if you can do something you couldn't do before. That's part of just an act of faith. Just check your body. If you try to do something you couldn't do before. And if there's a healing that takes place right here, right now, we'd like to take testimonies right here. Right? So you feel free just to walk up front and say, this is what happened to me right now. Now, some things you may have to go home and check or go to the doctor and get it checked. That's perfectly fine. But if something happens right here in the auditorium, you have complete freedom to walk up front and say, this happened to me right now. We'll take that testimony. All right? Anytime. Just feel free. Anyone here? You want something happened to you right now? You want to come up front and share a testimony? Anyone here? Okay, we're going to close and dismiss, and uh, let's just receive the benediction. Amen. I see people moving, so I'm not sure if they're coming up front or... Okay, all right. Let's just close. Father, we thank you. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, publication, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, please visit apcbiblecollege.org. Please remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the app or Google Play Store.